the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score? A series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Polito. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a winning combination here today, even though we don't have one half of the award-winning score team. We do have probably the better half because we got Lucy Polito with us today. How you doing, Lucy? I see you nodding your head. I am. I'm well, and uh, I am happy to be back. You know, I've been kind of out. Yeah. For a while, but I'm happy. I'm sorry I can't see Rich. You know, it's not the same without him. Yeah, he has guests this week. So that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Rich Jekyll won't be with us today, but he'll be back next week. And I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But, of course, this show is all about SCORE and everything that SCORE has to offer to you. And it is a great organization and still celebrating opening the doors again. How about that, Lucy? How is that going over there again with the score you know offices? What? It's going well. Um, we are happy to be open uh, and sort of somewhat, I, can, I cannot say back in business because, you know, as we've talked in the past, we have been quite busy even during this period of time where we're not in person at the office, but we are now open, you know, as everyone knows, on from Tuesday, Wednesday, and uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I think it is. I haven't been back in town, so I'm not sure. I don't think the days have changed, but we uh, what we have changed is a little bit of the hours. We start at 10 o'clock uh, from 10 to 2, I believe. But uh, as you've said before many a times, uh, we are always available by phone. So don't hesitate to make the appointment if you want to see someone in person. If not, we are continuing to work as we were in the past by phone, by Zoom, however you can, so that we can certainly help you. And that phone number, of course, is 407-420-4844. For SCORE, it's 407-420-4844. And you can call during normal business hours even after the hours or uh, when uh, the offices aren't open, and uh, you will still get a human being if it's during normal business hours. If not, uh, you can leave a message, and they will call you back at the earliest chance, and that would be the next business day if it's after hours. So 407-420-4844, and the location of the SCORE offices are in the National Entrepreneur Center which is located in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the West End, just off McGuire there. And uh, are some of the other offices beginning to reopen slowly as well? Lucy, Lucy, do you know? Yes, some in the Entrepreneurial Center. Yes, they are. Again, uh, not full-time, but they are beginning to open. Okay. So if it's more convenient for you to go down there and you can call ahead, it's probably better to call ahead and make an appointment, 407-420-4844. But if you happen to be in the area and just have to stop by, you can, you're can. you welcome to do that during the hours that Lucy mentioned. 
And, of course, we would like you to go online at orlando.score.org, sign up for the newsletter there. You'll know everything that SCORE has going on, and, you know, and you'll be the first to know, and that is orlando.score.org. And don't forget, if you're looking for a particular documentation you need for a business plan or something like that, you can find that at the National SCORE website, which is SCORE.org. That's SCORE.org. And you got all kinds of documentation there, plus great videos there, uh, and, uh, and as well as Orlando.score.org. You also have now a video library there, as Lucy mentioned, uh, from the Zoom conferences that they continue to do and will continue to do, even when they begin to do live uh, conferences as well, in-person conferences, I guess is a more accurate way to say it. And uh, so... You know, once again, if you sign up at Orlando.score.org, you'll know everything that's going on. And then also at that website, you'll find an archive of all of those videos, including this radio show and uh, just a wealth of other knowledge that you will find there. And and it's it's been. Yes, Lucy, go ahead. No, I just want to mention that, you know, we have continued with our classes uh, via Zoom. And it, I would encourage everyone to look at our website because we are. Uh, constantly bringing on whatever it is happening in the business world. Uh, we try to keep you abreast of what's going on with the people. Some of the people, most of the people are from the outside who are currently still working in a particular area. So we bring them in so they can keep us up to date uh, as to what's going on in the business world. So always look at our website. There's always something, you know, the thing you've heard always is coffee with the leader, which we have. And, of course, that's a terrific program. We always have outstanding uh, speakers. Uh, and I would say I would encourage everyone, this is for now. It is free, and it has been free uh, since, really, the pandemic started. We hope to continue it until at least September, uh, and maybe we might continue it for the balance of the year. It just depends on our uh, possibility of getting volunteers and stuff like that, but uh, please take advantage of our website. It is full of information, uh, and it tells you exactly what's going on in the business world right now. And you let that big F word slip out a couple of times there. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's free. There's no charge. There's never been a charge for the mentorship and advice that you'll get from the volunteers at SCORE. Uh, but uh, currently, as Lucy mentioned, there is no charge for any of the educational programs as well at this time. And by the way, when there were charges prior to the uh, COVID business, the uh, charge was minimal anyway, especially considered with what you were getting in that instruction. So, But all of that's still available at Orlando.score.org, and you can take advantage of it there. And as Lucy mentioned, they've been building up a library of the Coffee with a Leader presentations, which brings us to our guest today because he made one recently. So we'll find out how that went from Harry Spate. Harry, thanks for being on with us today. Oh, it's great to be here. I really appreciate the opportunity. SCORE is an outstanding organization. I've been a part of it for a few months now, and uh, quality of people has just been phenomenal. So thanks for letting me uh, come join you guys today. It's awesome to and be now here. that he's met me, he thinks it's even better. That's I, right. Exactly. That's it, it went up a notch. There you That's go. Right. There you go. So, well, the way we usually do this around here, Harry, is we like to find out a little something about the person themselves before we actually get into the business 
if you will. So tell us, uh, are you from Central Florida? A little, tell us where you came from, how you got to where you are. Okay, sounds great. So yes, I'm in Central Florida now. I'm in uh, beautiful Claremont. We did not know that Florida had hills. And as soon as we uh, took a ride and saw Claremont, uh, my wife being a Vermonter said, uh, we need to move here. So we were in South Florida down by in West Palm area for the past seven years. And we just moved up to Claremont past six months or so ago. Um, yeah, so the, the journey has been a New Englander uh, down to the Dominican Republic for a couple of years, back up to New England, then to Washington, D.C. for about 15 years, and then finally here in Florida. Um, my career has always been about helping and serving others, thus the mission work, and then I brought that over into the world of sales and sales leadership, and uh, that's been my passion for the last 25 years or so. So does that cover enough basis for you? Well, we'll get, we'll get into it. So uh, about 25 years yeah. ago, you, you converted from missionary work to the private world, the your <laughs> self-employed type stuff. Exactly. Why, yeah, why did I you became a capitalist. Yeah, why did you, what, what, what was the, were you just kind of burnt out, or what was the, what was the motivating factor there? Oh, that's a great question. I think my wife may have been, you know, when she she went from living in a normal world into a third world country uh, where we were living uh, with no glass windows, you know, open air windows, maybe Maria and her experience in Mexico City or Lucy, excuse me, in Mexico City can relate to that. But, you know, after a couple of years of that, she says, uh, maybe it's time that we go back and live somewhat of a normal life and raise a family. And I couldn't say no to that. So uh, that's what got me thinking about sales. I mean, I didn't I used to have a janitorial office cleaning business that supported the mission lifestyle. You know, we were I mean, I don't want to say we we're dirt poor, but we were below the median household average by a stretch. And I just looked at, you know, being in the Dominican Republic, I said, I want to go back and working on ladders and painting houses and, you know, carrying a bunch of keys and mopping floors and all that stuff and doing odd jobs. I said, you know, maybe I could do something in sales because I understand sales is about people. And uh, that's what got me started into the world of uh, corporate sales. Okay. All right. Did you work for someone or did you start your own business? Yeah, uh, I actually worked for uh, the business. I first started out in the insurance business that that lasted just a few months. I did not like it. Uh, I was in people's homes, you know, at night. And I just felt that that wasn't where I wanted to be. I wanted to be more in the business to business space. So, you know, I was 35 years old, and if you can imagine, no college, this is back in the mid-2000s, no college degree, you know, I had no real work history in business, and, you know, sometimes I was laughed out of the door in some of these places when I was saying, yeah, I've been a missionary, I think I'd be great in sales, well, what's your sales experience? Well, I've been a missionary, (laughs) you know I mean, does that count for something? Yes. And finally, someone said, "Uh, we're going to give you a chance, and... uh, Boy, did I uh, make sure I took advantage of the chance. 
All right, excellent. Well, I tell you what, this is a good spot to take a break because the clock is winding down on us a little bit here. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Harry Spate and uh, find out once again how his Coffee with the Leader presentation went, which, by the way, you'll be able to find in the archive that we mentioned, which is at orlando.score.org. And once again, if you'd like to call and speak with a counselor, and oftentimes they can answer your question right over the phone or set you up with someone who can take care of your question over the phone. If not, they can set up an in-person meeting with you. You can call them at 407-420-4844. Once again, for SCORE, it is 407-420-4844. And when we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Harry Spate. So stick around, if you would please, for more of What's the SCORE. Okay, we're back, and we are What's the Score, and we want to thank you once again for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We really do appreciate that. Okay, I am Christopher Hart, and once again, uh, I am with Lucy Polito today. Rich Jekyll is not with us, but he'll be back in a week or so. He is entertaining guests, and Lucy just wound down. from. Have you recovered from all those guest visits there, Lucy? Let me tell you, you know, when you are not used to that many people, it is tough. Uh, but yes, I am. My folks are leaving uh, tomorrow, so uh, I will have the next week as a vacation, I think, for myself. <laughs> well, I know you're the perfect <laughs> because, hostess. Uh, t- entertaining a few people is work. It sure is, especially for a, a gracious hostess like yourself. All right. Our guest today is Harry Spate. And once again, he did a Coffee with a Leader presentation recently. He is a sales professional, sales coach, and author, and was just telling us how he took a pretty dramatic shift in life doing missionary work to sales. I mean, that's because it's, and this is, I guess, why you were coming up against some resistance, as you said, when you first made the transition that people, you know, kind of shied away from you because it's a pretty dramatic shift. And took some boldness on your part, especially when you said, I think you said the first place you worked was an insurance agency and you didn't like it. A lot of people would have said, I'm done with sales, uh, but you didn't. Why not? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a great question. I think the the key for me was um, I once I found out there are other ways to sell, like, so I spoke to a friend of mine who was in the corporate arena of sales and I told him what I was doing. And he says, Oh, that sounds terrible. He says, you should get over into corporate sales. And, you know, he didn't live near where I lived. So I, you know, he gave me a couple of suggestions and you know what appealed to me that it was a regular eight to five job versus going to people's homes at night. And, you know, the weird thing about that is not that, you know, I'm against that, but, you know, sometimes you're there speaking to the woman of the house and the husband shows up and you're, you know, you're sitting on the sofa in their living room and he's like, well, what's this all about? And, you know, (laughs) that's not, uh, not exactly what I wanted to be doing is defending myself and getting thrown out of houses and, you know, so in the corporate arena, it's people pretty much expect to speak to salespeople. They may not like it, um, and especially, 
you know, these days when we're all bombarded by telemarketers and sales pitches, uh, it's less and less appealing for some to even act like a salesperson. But back, you know, in the late 90s, uh, salespeople to some degree uh, were valued a little bit more than they are today, I think. Okay. Lucy, did you want to re- respond, comment to that? Well, no, I guess my comment is salespeople, person-to-person type sales really seems to be out nowadays with all the computer stuff and everything else. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, um, I don't know if it's easier. I think it's probably harder to sell. I think, it is. But, you know, uh, what do yeah. I know? I'm certainly not a good salesperson, so I don't know, but well, it seems yeah. to me that would be a lot harder now. Yeah. So uh, another great point. It's uh, so the, the buyer has changed. And I think this is uh, the real evolution of sales. So back in the 90s, mid 90s, late 90s, the only thing that was surfacing was the the dial up AOL. Right. You all remember the sound of the facts going through to get online and we all paid whatever people paid 20, 30 dollars a month for AOL. But there was no Google. I mean, the searches were you know limited. Um, but today's buyer, and I'm I'm not sure if you guys are like this, but when I'm in a store and I'm looking for something, the first thing I'm doing is checking out the reviews. If I haven't already researched it, and I you know I stumble by something, typically I'm going to research, pick out you know two or three items that are close, and then you know, go and kick the tires, so to speak. And I think the vast majority of people do that. And, you know, you walk into a restaurant before you walk in these days, you're checking out, you know, either Facebook or Yelp or Google to find out what kind of ratings they are. So prior sales was, you know, people were informed by salespeople. So that was a whole different business model is that if new technology came out, salespeople were the ones that would go explain the technology and help people, you know, see the better life. Today, you know, the consumer knows about the technology at the same time the salesperson does. And they do all the research and they know what they need. So by the time they engage a salesperson, it's at the very end of the sale, typically. So if you guys ever buy a flat screen or a refrigerator or a dishwasher, you do all your research first, pick out the place you want to get it, the price, you look at the warranty, you go in and you talk to the salesperson and say, I want that one. And maybe they'll say something along the lines, well, have you considered this? And you might give them a chance to explain, but a lot of times people say, no, my mind's made up. Same is true with cars, right? Yeah. I think probably at that point, it's how well you're treated by the salesperson. Exactly. That becomes yeah. the big deal. It because is. Because you're sold on whatever it is you're going to buy, the brand and blah, blah, blah. But if you get a lousy person who's servicing you, that turns you off. Exactly. So this is uh, one of the reasons I became involved with SCORE is because, well, I had my own business back in you know, the 80s and early 90s. Um, and so where was I going with that? So I know the benefit of getting out and talking to people, right? I didn't do much of it, but I knew that there was benefit for letting others know what you do. Because if you're a likable person, they'd rather do business with someone that is likable than do business with someone 
who isn't, right? Let's just leave it at that, right? So there are people that just, they're not customer friendly. You know, a lot of times salespeople are just, uh, the statement is out there, the moniker of commission breath. Um, All they care about is making commission. They don't care about you as an individual. They just want to get through people to find the buyers, close the deal, you know, make their commission and move on. Well, that's to me is not what sales is. Sales, uh, I know this sounds corny, but it's actually about serving others and taking care of people. So if you have that mindset, which I do, I look at, you know, all the small business owners in SCORE, and a lot of them, unfortunately, think that just because they have a great website or they're, you know, on social media, that people are going to flock to them. But the reality is, there's a lot of great websites and there's a lot of people on social media. So how do you differentiate? And the way to do that is to get out in the community to meet people and to show off, you know, your smile and your personality and your willingness to help. And uh, that will drum up a lot of business is my belief. Does that make sense to you guys? Sure. But of course, last year was very difficult to do that. Lucy, go ahead, please. Well, I, I was just thinking that uh, having company this, you know, the last few days or last few weeks, I should say, we have encountered uh, an issue where we've uh, one of the individuals needed to uh, get some information from an airline uh, about something. And, you know, first you go to the website and then they say they they couldn't answer the question. They You know, there was no little thing there that would answer the question so then they said if you have a question call this number well that happened yesterday she was on the phone for 35 minutes Mm -hmm. ringing the phone was ringing okay oh my goodness nobody ever came on i don't know if she finally resolved the issue or not but i'm thinking holy mackerel what (laughs) happened to these companies you Mm -hmm. know she spent quite a bit of time on the computer trying to resolve the issue it wasn't resolved then they said call this number she couldn't get that. It was 35 minutes. She had to hang up because we were we had to leave. But it was unbelievable. And I'm thinking, you know, what is with these companies? Now they're just not providing the service. Now, she'd already bought what she needed. She just needed, needed to make a change and couldn't. And uh, I doubt seriously that she will use that company again. Right. So, you know, service, people are forgetting that service is very important. Um, and, you know, that's part of the sales. Because when you have a bad experience, uh, and now you may not have a bad experience when you use the system, you might get to merchandise or whatever it is you're buying. But if you have a question or you want to give it back or whatever, and you want to talk to a person, uh, there is not just the persons don't exist anymore, I guess. Uh, And I think that's a real problem because I personally have to go into seeing what she went through. I'm never going to use them. You know, they just lost that potential customer. Right. And so they run the numbers. I mean, it's with automation and, you know, limited staff. I mean, people feel like they can offer the same caliber of customer service, which clearly based on your experience and millions of others, um, that doesn't work for everybody. It does work for some people. I mean, you know, the companies, you know, you you look at direct TV and the cable companies, it's difficult to find a person. And you're just punching numbers and you hit zero and they're like, no, that number doesn't work. Right. Which makes it even more frustrating, the whole experience. 
Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think in right. general, for maybe for the younger folks, that works very well. But I think people that are probably 45 or over, I don't think that works just as well. You know? Right. All right. Yeah, I think you're you're right there. Okay. Well, we're right here up against another break, so we're going to take okay. it right here. We come back. Uh, once again, we'll be talking with Harry Spate. And you can follow him on – you can find him on LinkedIn, and you, sp- you spell Spate – S-P-A-I-G-H-T, S-P-A-I-G-H-T, Harry Spate. And we'll find out uh, what the Coffee with a Leader presentation was like. And Selling with Dignity, I think it was the title of it. We'll find out all about that when we come back. And once again, please go to Orlando.score.org. Sign up for the newsletter there. You will know about all of the upcoming Coffee with a Leader presentations as well as everything else that SCORE has going on. And they always have something going on. And also, you can call them on the phone at 407-420-4844. And when we come back, well, I hope you'll be there for more of What's the Score? What's the score? And we want to thank you for telling your friends and family about the show because the audience really has grown. So thank you so much for that and for tuning in. We really appreciate all of that. All right. Rich Jekyll is not with us today, but Lucy Polito of Score is. I am Christopher Hart. Our guest today, Harry Spate. And once again, he is an author, sales coach, and sales professional. And you recently did the Coffee with the Leader presentation do you recall what day that was, Harry? It was just a couple of weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was just a couple of weeks ago, but the days are all blending together. But I want to say somewhere around the 16th, maybe. Okay. Yeah, of uh, July, yeah. it would have been. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, but anyway, you'll, once again, you'll find it archived at Orlando.score.org. Yeah. And what was the, was the title, Selling with Dignity? Did I see that right? Yes, you did. So... Um, that was actually the, the name of the book that I just uh, about completed, uh, soon to be uh, uh, available, uh, maybe by the time. Well, it'll probably be another month or so before the book is out on Amazon. So, okay. uh, yeah. So the whole concept of selling with dignity, I don't mean to cut you off, Chris. Did you have a question there about that? I was going to say, is, uh, is it selling with dignity or sell with dignity? Selling Selling with dignity. With big, okay. Yeah. All right. So that was the, and by the way, you'll find that once again in the archive. So the presentation, so I, you know, I would take it that, that selling with dignity has its roots in your, your ministry experiences, uh, trying to bring dignity and, uh, you know, better existence to, to people around the world. Uh, is, is that right? Is that where, yeah. kind of, go ahead. You hit the nail on the head. So the, the story that, you know, when I was when I got that first real corporate sales job, I realized pretty quickly when I was sitting in what I found out to be was a sales bullpen, which is I don't know if you've ever seen some of these movies like The Boiler Room or uh, The Pursuit of Happiness, even um, The Pursuit of Happiness. Will Smith, you know, they're all these guys are just pounding the phone. And here I was in this office, looking out the windows, thinking about, well, it was just a few months ago, I was riding a motorcycle in the Dominican Republic, 
complete freedom, so to speak. And now I realize that um, in this environment, which was kind of cutthroat, I'm not saying it was completely cutthroat, but it was all about what the business was going to get closed. Managers were hollering at sales reps. There's a lot of, I mean, not that I'm opposed to swearing, but you know, it was a blue room, so to speak. And it was just different. And so as I was sitting there and, you know, we're all side by side, there's absolutely no privacy. It was not a pretty environment. Right. So I just said, you know, I'm going to do this differently. I mean, it took me a couple of weeks to figure it out and I struggled, you know, I knew I was going to stick with it, but I just said, I have to do it differently. And I read this book um, during that whole time called the greatest salesman in the world. And it was written by Og Mandino back in the 1960s. So this is 30 years later. Now the book has over 4 million copies in print. And it's, it's all about that higher version of selling, which is serving and showing love to people. So that's where the dignity comes in. So in, you know, my core values, it's service and care and love for humanity that causes people in sales, those types of people to do the right thing. Now, there's not a lot of us, but there is a decent number that will walk away from a sale when they know that they can't really help the client and say, catch me next time if you're in the market for something like this, but you're better off to go with a competitor because they're gonna cover all of your needs. Very few people say those things, but when you do say those things, you're going to build clients for life. And then, you know, the whole concept of dignity, people view sales as something that's corrupt. You know, it's filled with people that are self-centered, egotistical, extroverts, only talking about themselves, coffee breath, you know, plaid shirts, striped ties, smoking a cigar, you know, whatever the connotation or the feeling about sales, it doesn't have to be that way. So we all have heard the expression that everyone is in sales. And when the people think about sales and they have that thought that comes across their mind, what I just described is that I don't want to be a salesperson. That's not for me. I'm, you know, I'm not a salesperson. And I think the greatest compliment I've ever, I ever get is, Hey, Harry, you know, we like working with you because you don't act like a salesperson. (laughs) And my whole mission now is to bring dignity to selling and help people to see, especially small business owners and people who are newer in sales, see that if you do things the right way, you're, you're the complete opposite of the stereotypical salesperson. And people will want to buy from you because you're nice, you're responsible, uh, you return calls, you give advice that's helpful, and you tell people to make a decision based on what's important to them, not what's important to you. Lucy, so I saw really the, the gist of it. Lucy, I saw you nodding your head to, to that. Well, yeah, I, I agree that with that 100%. I think that's, uh, that is the way to do business and have perpetual clients, I think. Right. Uh, you know, 
Uh, you're right. Salespeople, you always, I I always think about salespeople when they're giving me a pitch or something, I'm thinking, okay, so you're going to get a big commission about this. Uh, <laughs> and so you're, that's what you're interested in, but I'm interested in something else. Uh, I, I've done quite a bit of real estate stuff in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting when I meet a realtor, if you will. Uh, and, and the difference of the realtors is really terrific mm-hmm. because they all tell you about, you know, this is the best house. This has this, that, and the other thing, but they never tell you the bad things that a particular house or neighborhood or whatever tells you. And I recently just um, bought a place and I bought it from a lady who was a realtor that was very unique because she told me all the good things about the place. She also told me the bad things. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, there, there's a switch. Never yeah. heard of that one before. Nice. It turns out the bad things weren't really that bad. Yeah. And it could be things that could be fixed and, and not a major issue. But the point is, she pointed those things out, whereas other realtors would have never mentioned something like that. They always tell you about all the wonderful things, but never tell you about the issues, you know, things to consider. So right. I thought that was very interesting. I think oh, I, I will right. continue to deal with her, as a matter of fact, because I think. She was very honest about yeah, the whole process. Exactly. So, I mean, so there's a person that's selling with dignity. Yeah. And right? also, because they're not just selling the benefits. They're also selling some of the challenges that you may be faced with yeah. after the sale. And, and instead and of being surprised. Very much she, she, that's the things she pointed out. Yeah. She also, uh, it also exemplifies something that you call selling by the golden rule. Did I get yeah. that right? Yeah. In other words, that realtor was treating Lucy like as if the roles were reversed, right? Yeah. Exactly. And and yeah. that and that's all a part of dignity. Exactly. So just, you know, that's a great point. That's, you know, it's funny. I have these conversations with people and, uh, you know, the golden rule, treat, treat others the way you want to be treated, right? And, you know, so there's some twisted minds out there and say, well, what if you're, you know, what if you're a thief? Do you want to treat others? And it's just like, you know, yeah, well, within balance, right? Sure. Uh, let's just understand that the person who uttered the golden rule was a, a person of character. And it's, that's the same. That's really what we want is that when we're buying something, we just want the person who is speaking to us as a salesperson to be honest, right? Don't give us a bait and switch. I mean, I went and got a car recently and we had the experience where we shopped online. Just like I said, we picked out everything we wanted. We got the price from the dealership online. We went to the dealership. All we want to do is test drive the car and sign the paperwork. So we test drove the car. They knew I had the quote. They came back with a different number. And I asked, well, how can you come back with a different number? And they said, well, where did you get the quote? And I said, well, the uh, quote came from your email. Right. right, your company email, and I showed it to them. Sure. Oh, let me get my manager. Manager comes over. Well, we can't really honor that. That was for a special model. And I said, this quote came in today. Right. Sure. If you want to do business with me, you need to honor the quote. Or I'll just go find someone else that will. So they took what could have been a nice experience, and then they did the bait and switch. And yep. at the very end, so we spoke to them, got it all to the point where we were going to walk out with a car. The last thing we had to do is meet with the guy and talk about, you know, it was a lease. And he gave us a different rate 
than the salesperson gave us for the extra miles. <laughs> We're three hours into this now. Yeah. And I told the guy, I said, you know what? You just, you just turned my stomach. You guys are not on the same page, same nonsense, bait and switch. You just take a halfway decent sp- experience and make it worse. So they're not going to get a sale from me again. You know, they made a couple of bucks and really what the dollars amount of it is. And they just soured a buyer. It's- so in our lives, you know, all we have to do is do the right thing, right? In sales, just do the right thing. If you say something, just do it and you'll be, you'll get the repeat business. Even if you have to eat a couple of bucks, you'll get the repeat business and it's well worth that investment. Okay. All right. Well, once again, this is a good point to take a break. We're up against the clock, and we are speaking with Harry Spate. Once again, you can find him on LinkedIn. You spell Spate, S-P-A-I-G-H-T. He also did the Coffee with a Leader presentation back in mid-July, and you'll find it in the archive, and it is Sell with Dignity. I'm sorry, Selling with Dignity. And keep your eyes open for his book coming out with the same title. You'll find that on Amazon and other locations. In the meantime, please do go to orlando.score.org and sign up for the excellent newsletter there. And we will be right back with more of What's the Score? We're back. We are What's the Score, and we want to thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We really do appreciate your loyalty. And you new folks out there, thank you for tuning in and for telling your friends and family about the show. We appreciate that as well. And that's how the word gets around, ladies and gentlemen. That's why radio is still one of the most important and effective ways to get your message out there. If you're looking for new leads, new clients, and just have a message you want to get out, radio is a great way to do it because you have mass audiences available. And as we talked about on the show last week, you have more people than than watch TV listening to their radios. And so uh, this format is also one of the leading radio formats. And you can take advantage of it by calling here at Salem Media Group Orlando, 407-618-1760. And all the great folks here will be happy to help you out with all of your advertising and marketing uh, requests and needs and desires. And also with Salem Surround, they can integrate it with all of your social media platforms. So you got the whole deal, the package deal. And that's at 407-618-1760. And please tell them Rich, Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hart and Miss Lucy sent you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's don't right. forget me. That's right. That is Lucy Polito. Rich Jekyll's not with us today. And our guest, Harry Spate. And once again, he did the recent uh, Coffee with a Leader presentation, Selling with Dignity, which you can find at Orlando.score.org with the arch- in the archive with all of the other Coffee with a Leader presentations since they started Zooming them. And once again, eventually here soon, they will go back to also doing live conferences, but they will also be Zooming them as well. So you'll have the best of both worlds, as it were. And you're incorporating the best of both worlds. I know you said, you know, the the personal touch and, and that sort of thing earlier, but you also have a podcast, I understand. Harry? Yeah. So 
the podcast has been uh, one of those experiences that we started a friend of mine, Eric Conovalov, uh, and I started about a year ago in June. So it's called the lead sell grow the human experience. So this podcast, we started out with the idea that it was going to be about sales and sales leadership. And it quickly evolved. I think it might have been three or four podcasts in that we really just thoroughly enjoyed the human experience side. So we always ask, almost always ask, what was a big change in someone's life? What kind of obstacles that they overcame? And I can tell you that the podcast, out of all the things I've done in my life, I mean, over the last 25 years, the podcast was one of the biggest game changers ever. And the reason is, is that it gives you a ton of exposure. You have an opportunity to bring on incredibly inspiring guests. And from what I learned out of the podcast is I could do more with my life. I mean, that was it. Some of these people are such super achievers. I just started looking in the mirror and saying, what the heck am I doing? And that that led me to actually sitting down in January saying, I need to write a book. And then from the book, I said, you know, I need to speak. And then from there, it just, you know, all kinds of things started to happen. And the podcast is a way for small businesses to get their name out. And not only that, if, if you start to interview potential clients that, you know, someone who could, could be one of your clients or customers, even, even though you're not going to sell to them on the podcast, you start the relationship. And that's really the whole key is that the more quality relationships that you have, the better it is for your reputation and the better it is for your opportunity. So if you're thinking about podcasting, you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find um, with the spelling of the name there, S-P-A-I-G-H-T, or just go to Lead, Sell, Grow, and you'll find us also on LinkedIn there and just direct message us. And I'll be happy to give you some ideas about how to get started. It's been great, though. And once again, where can they find your podcast? Anywhere where you can get podcasts? Yeah, so we're we're everywhere. Okay. I don't okay. think there's... Uh, so all of the major... You know, whether it be iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, um, Google has podcasts, we're on YouTube, any Spotify, you name it, um, Stitcher, I think we're pretty much on maybe 12 different channels or so. Okay, that's Lead, Sell, Grow, yeah. so look for that. And once again, you can look for Harry's uh, Selling with Dignity Coffee with the Leader presentation recently. And... Even though that was by Zoom, I take it it was uh, still an interactive presentation. What if, what what is there? You know, the golden rule is certainly a principle that you can go by to sell with dignity. Are there other principles or sort of fundamentals that you can yeah. sort of list off quickly here? Yeah, huge, great question. So uh, there's you know again coming from the mission background, there is a verse. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not real religious anymore, but I remember uh, that scripture in the Bible that says, keep on knocking, keep on asking. And so what happens with small businesses, if they're not 
you know, everyone's in sales, in my opinion. And if you look up the different definition for selling or sales in the dictionary, it's, it talks about persuasion. So when you you might have used the expression to somebody, it's like, what are you selling me on? And the person's not a salesperson. They're just trying to convince you of uh, their side of the argument. So life is about that. I mean, my daughter, who was two or so at the time, said to me, Daddy, can I have three cookies or two? And I knew right there that I had a, what you know, the natural salesperson. I use the quotes, but she knew how to ask for an order. It wasn't, can I have a cookie? It was, she was getting the order either way, whether it be three, two, or one. <laughs> there was no, can I have one or not? Because <laughs> I probably would have said none. Sure. Uh, so she won, the, she, she got the order, right? And so if she... The next night or next day, she's going to ask for cookies again. She's always, always asked for cookies. And in sales, a lot of us in small businesses, we feel like if we ask once and someone says no, that we can never ask again. But that's really not the case. It, no means no, not now, not today. I'm not ready for it. And we don't have to ask them every time we see them. But when we stay in touch with people, they'll know in the back of their minds what we do and what we asked the last time. And over a period of time, we can make a judgment and re-ask. You know, we spoke about this, you know, a couple of months ago, a few months ago. Would you like to continue the conversation? Would you be open to continuing the conversation? And you're just presenting it like that. And if they say no, I just liken it to you being a waiter or a server at a restaurant and you're just asking, would you like a dessert or would you like a refill on your wine? Personally might say, no, doesn't mean they don't like you. They're not saying, no, get out of my life. Don't ever come to my table again. They're just saying, no, I'm set. And so sometimes our prospects and clients and customers will be set and we should periodically ask to continue the conversation. So that's the keep on asking uh, rule that comes from, you know, the good book. All right. So once again, all of this uh, Harry Spate has going on, his podcast, Lead, Sell, Grow. You can find anywhere you get your podcasts. And keep an eye open for his book coming out, Selling with Dignity. And you can also find his Coffee with a Leader presentation under that same name at orlando.score.org in the archive there. We just have a couple of minutes left, Harry. Is there anything in particular you want to leave us with here? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, the big thing about life is to take a chance. I mean, if you're thinking about starting a business or you're thinking about you, you want your business to grow and you know kind of sort of what you want to do, but you just don't know how it's going to work out or how it's going to uh, the pieces of the puzzle get put together, I just say jump in, right? The how will come, right? The just, just put forth the effort and you'll be amazed at the doors that open up. It was true with me in sales. I had no idea what lay ahead of me. 25 years ago, you know, I eventually became a VP of sales for a publicly held company in Washington, D.C. I never would have predicted that. You know, <laughs> living in the Dominican Republic where you have a little bit of running water, that one day that would be within within 10 years, that would be my future. And you don't know where your future is going to be, but if you just just step out, take that little risk, start talking to people about you know, what they need and put yourself in their shoes. 
you're going to drum up uh, more business than you can eventually handle. It's not going to happen overnight, but you will thank yourself for taking that, that leap uh, and good things will happen. You know, uh, a partner of mine, we started a radio show together almost 11 years ago now. His mother, had, who lived to be over 100 years old, uh, had this quote, and this is from, her, you know, what she had seen and experienced in life. She said, your biggest regrets in life are the things you talked yourself out of doing. <laughs> so I think it kind of goes yeah. with, with what you're saying there, Harry. You know, be, be willing to take a risk. Lucy, uh, just a few seconds left. I saw you kind of nodding your head there. Well, no, I was just thinking that, you know, a lot of people are always afraid of failing and won't jump in. And I think my experience on certainly on a lot of people and even in myself, I've done a lot of things that many folks would just say, my God, you did that. And I think, yeah, I took a chance and it went well. Uh you know, just like being on this radio show huh? today, you know, I'm <laughs> just, too old for all that kind of well, stuff. But when I was younger, uh, I didn't really, right. I guess I didn't think a lot of things through, well, but it worked. It worked. Uh, you yeah. know, when, yeah, when okay. you have the desire to do something, you can accomplish it. <laughs> okay. That's the question. If you really want to do something, you can accomplish it. Very good. Very well put. So starting a business. You know, it's difficult and it doesn't happen overnight. All right. And you do have to have some planning and stuff. Yeah, which you can all get all of that. You can get all of that. Whatever it is, you're going to do it. Okay. And you can get all of that help at SCORE. I hate to cut you off there, Lucy, but we are out of time for today. So that's going to do it for this edition for What's the Score. Once again, Harry Spate, thanks for being with us. And we'll see you all next week with more of What's the Score. 